Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Monday morning, a early Monday morning after being up late after weather delays and Sunday night football. Chiefs, Bills, and just kind of had the feeling that nothing was working. I, You know, I had to pick a player of the week earlier this morning, and I just, I did you help me? We'll pick one that didn't make a mistake last night. Can't, because they all did. But I will tell you the defensive front four didn't play all that badly. Then again, by the same token, Buffalo is not a running team. They're a throwing team, and Josh Allen picked apart that secondary. Secondary has got to be a point of concern now for the Chiefs because they didn't play well at all. They they freed up, they being Buffalo, freed out a, a, t- a tight end who I'd never heard of before, Dylan Knox, and he led the team in pass uh, receiving, including a long touchdown as a kid from uh, Mississippi, Ole Miss, and uh, played well only because Josh Allen made him play well. The front line, the offensive line of the Buffalo Bills did a terrific job of blunting everything Kansas City tried on defense. And in turn, the Bills pulled off what I thought was a pretty good little trick. They never blitzed in the game. Never blitzed. That's because they've learned, as have supposedly some of the other teams, that blitzing the Chiefs is a big mistake because it allows receivers to get free, receivers to be open, and indeed, it allows Mahomes time to pick the team apart because he can get out of most of those blitzing circumstances. So he didn't. Interestingly enough, Josh Allen of Buffalo had 59 yards rushing last night, including some big runs and a touchdown run. Mahomes outrushed him by two yards. You do not want Patrick Mahomes leading your team in rushing, and he did last night with 61 yards. That's that's not... That's not a regimen for victory at all. And then to have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire knocked out of it with a knee injury, that's, that's not good for the Chiefs. So there's a long road on the practice field to get back into the swing of things. It, uh, it, it's gut-wrenching, um, you know, but we've been here before. It'll be interesting to see how many uh, fans we got left after a couple <laughs> losses like this. But you know me. I, I mean, hell, I was going to games when we were in 2-14, so that'll never change. But, yeah, there's... So many things to fix. Um, I mean, I, I'm especially disturbed by the D-backs because you have Tyran Matthew back there, and there was one play, one play that I saw, and I saw it on the replay. TV does a lot on replays. Anyway, this kid knocks who I was talking about, the tight end, caught a pass running backwards. Now, he's running with us back to the end zone, and nobody was on him. Not a soul caught the ball, turned around, and just waltzed into the end zone with nobody chasing him. And a picture of Tyran Matthew putting both hands to his head saying, just, I can put words in his mouth. What on earth are we doing? It was not Matthew's man. It was somebody else. But they have to come up with some kind of a defensive scheme in the backfield. It was Sorensen. Sorensen let him go because he thought, oh, surely the ball had been thrown by now. And he turned around and he started to run back towards the I, where the hell he was going? I, you know, you get one blown play like that a game, it's going to happen. It but happens. There were, but there were so many blown coverages last night. And it was like, guys, you don't know that the Buffalo Bills are going to attack you like this. There are kids at an elementary school last week sitting on the place playground doing on the swings. Hey, Billy, did you know that the Bills are playing the Chiefs this weekend? There's going to be a lot of balls thrown through the air. If elementary school kids know it, your defensive backs should definitely know it, and they weren't prepared. 
Either that or they're they're just that bad. Well, I can't believe they're that bad, but I can believe that maybe they've been overhyped. And that, in fact, may be the case. You have to understand, Mike, and we've talked about this time and time again. These are pro football players. These are the best of the game. And they're not all just on the Chiefs. The other teams have them as well. And Buffalo has them in very good stead. The Chiefs, while they have made a big name for themselves two years ago and last year, in coming from behind, they really aren't built to come from behind. If they fall behind by a sizable margin, as they did 31-13 to 13 at one time last night, that's, that's, that's not a good thing for them. Uh, they are more getting ahead and then stomping on somebody, and they are very good at doing that. I don't mean that to be negative. It's, it's a good ploy to be having on your team. But the fact is, they get fell behind. Buffalo's a good team. There's no getting around the fact they're a very good football team. Josh Allen is a terrific quarterback. And when he has a front line in front of him that he does, it's giving him the protection that he does. Hey, this guy can do a lot of things. He escaped danger a couple times and uh, was able to make the Chiefs pay for it. Drop passes. It was just it just nothing. Mahomes even looked just out of sync last he night. He did, that, and that's a good point. Out of sync. That's what they were, and that's what the Buffalo defense did. I think they've come up with a plan, and they won't be the only ones, come up with a plan to get Kansas City out of its rhythm. If you take a team like Mahomes, which is built on rhythm, play after play after play in which you're burning somebody, and you take him out of that, well, you see passes that are underthrown. You see passes that Tyreek Hill will drop. You'll see passes in which Kelsey has to turn around and get them because you're out of your rhythm. And Mahomes was. He was not throwing very well at all. He also took some big-time hits. He was only sacked twice, but he also led the team in rushing with 61 yards, and you don't want that to happen. I'm more concerned with Clyde uh, Edwards. Yeah, I, I, well, we want to know what those tests are today. They're going to run them. To, hopefully it's not a season-ender, though. Hope not, because he is their, he's their running attack. It isn't any of the other the Williams guys who they put in there, nothing like that. They've got to have him. So I would assume, and this is just assuming, that if it is a lengthy recovery period, they'll go to the free agent market and get something. They're going to have to do something, man. God, it's still a long season left, so don't get too crazy about it. So we all know what happened last night in Sunday football. By now, Chiefs lose the Bills 38-20. Looked awful. D just is just horrendous. It's just so frustrating. I can't even get into it right now. Um, it's kind of like after you get out of a bad relationship, everyone wants to talk to you about it. That's the last thing that you want to do right now. The healing needs to start first. From, uh, with, from within. From, <laughs> thanks, Ned. I appreciate it. Uh, then now the Chiefs are on the road. Uh, two weeks. Um, you know, anything can happen any given Sunday. First one's Washington football team. Definitely more concerned about the Titans, but I think that the Chiefs would be fools, at least at this point, to be looking past Washington and looking at the Tennessee game over the football team. Uh, Andy Reid won't let them look past the Washington football team, but they are beatable. They lost yesterday to New Orleans, so and, and it was a game that Washington stayed in for a while, but they don't have the players that Kansas City does. So that next Sunday is a winnable game. The Tennessee Titans situation does worry me because you've got Derrick Henry in there, and he is such a strong runner, and that's where the Chiefs have been diced, particularly on defense, is that running attack. And without Chris Jones, and Chris Jones didn't play last night, that that wasn't the factor. Of course, you always want to have him in there, but it was not a factor. It was the defensive backfield that was a factor. 
That won't be the case with Tennessee when they play them in two weeks. It'll be the running game because Henry can run. He is a he is a horse in there, and he is tough, just as Josh Allen was last night. Allen is a big kid, and he can he can do a lot of things. But over and above that, Washington next week is a beatable game, a winnable game, and if the Chiefs have trouble and struggle in that one, then I think there's probably cause for concern. I don't think there well, there's cause for concern, of course, but you want the want the Chiefs to start winning, and I think they will. And I think next week starts on that uh, road to recovery. Well, it better because I don't want to spend a whole other day being in a bad mood, especially on a Sunday. Man, come <laughs> on! If it's two early games back to back, that'll be nice. Um, you know, nice fall days, and uh, you can always listen to it right here on one hundred four point seven <laughs> The Cave. So just uh, breathe a sigh of relief, Kingdom. We still got a lot of football left, and uh, a lot of greatness or heartbreak. Just have to wait and see. But like Ned said, the healing needs to start from the inside. So let's talk about something else. Uh, a lot of uh, quote-unquote baseball fans around here probably checked out by now that the Cardinals are out of it and, of course, the Royals. But there are still some really good series going on right now um, in the playoffs for baseball. Well, there are. And uh, both games yesterday were in the American League. All four of the teams played today. And uh, I, I, I found it interesting that last night the big catcher from the Kansas City Royals, who's had such a tremendous year, is the one who beat the big drum to get everybody going. And that, that was this is Perez, is who we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, oh yeah. And he, boy, he beat the devil out of that I'm drum. I'm surprised <laughs> there's actually a drum left after he was banging <laughs> on that damn thing. Anyway, in the baseball last night, both of the Sox teams won. The Boston Red Sox defeated Tampa Bay 6-4 in 13 innings on a two-run home run by Christian Vasquez. Here's one of the interesting factors about baseball that I don't think the fans realize is that during the course of the regular season, when the game goes into extra innings, a runner is put automatically at second base. That is not the case in the playoffs. The playoffs are back to normal, as I think baseball will be next year, back to normal. Putting that runner on second base is not normal. Do you think that's done? I do. I really do. I think that'll be in this new contract that they come up, get rid of that thing. Anyway, Red Sox 6 and the and the Tampa Bay Rays 4. So the Red Sox lead that series two games to one and could wrap it up today at Fenway Park. And as far as the White Sox and Astros, they played a guaranteed rate. That's what they call the stadium. Guaranteed rate field in Chicago. It's the old Southside Chicago Stadium. White Sox won it big over the Astros, 12 to six. It's game the White Sox had to win. They went into this one trailing two to nothing. It's now two to one. All Houston needs is one more win, and they're in the American League Championship Series. Houston's an awfully good team. Those teams play as well today. And we'll see who's going to be going on after today for sure, man. Well, Ned, you have a great Monday. I'm gonna. <laughs> Just sit here no and more drink, my, stars, right? drink, drink my coffee and contemplate other things for a day. How about that? We'll, we'll talk about uh, maybe painting pumpkins or uh, what you're going to be for Halloween this well, year. Well, that won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still convincing him to try and be a, a bumblebee. We'll see. Ned, you have a wonderful day. Sue.